Hi there, I'm Dustin. And I'm still your glorious child, Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. DMAC got to know. Attack. We're a few days after the big X mass here. What's your best gift? Would you get some gifts? Did you get some gifts for Christmas? Um, yeah, my wife gave me a uh, a jeweled, a gold jeweled framed photo. Your wife bejeweled a photo a gold, to the gold to, frame to some ash chaps, some gold frame ash chaps, and, and it's a photo of my best friend C Van Elk <laughs> right in your um, ass. I love it. <laughs> and that's where I want to um, be, buddy. <laughs> It's the best gift I've ever gotten. Don't you love when we start an episode and you can just see people clicking unsubscribe? <laughs> Is that what they do? So it was a gold framed uh, photo of Steve Van Elk. That was the best gift you ever got, man. Yeah. That's, ever. That's wonderful ever. to hear. Um, if it wasn't that, then it might be the Nintendo Switch, which my wife has already said she wishes she hadn't bought. And was that a gift for you or for the kids? Uh, it was a gift disguised. It was a gift for the kids disguised as a gift for me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, Who plays it? Uh, well, I've played it twice. Oh. And we've attempted... We do Well, I do this thing where I take my old GameCube controllers yeah. and I let my kids hold them. And then I play behind them, and they get super excited because they think they're playing. That doesn't work for very long. Sorry, bud. It's going to run out real fast, it's, especially with the uh, older one. Yeah, yeah. You you probably so far. You probably got like so a year far, of so that working with Max, but Charlie, no oh man, that's she's going to catch on. I mean, she definitely does this thing where she'll be like, "Stop touching buttons," and then kind of like look back at me like. Why is my character still doing stuff, Dad? And I'm like, you're doing so good, Charlie. And I like yell like buttons to hit as I'm hitting them. I'm like, ah, oh, smash attack, smash a chat. You know, like, because of course we're playing Super Smash Brothers, a very age appropriate mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. You're like, don't worry, yeah. Charlie, just real quick at the start screen here, just up, down, up, down, left, right. Left. <laughs> Sorry. No. Ah. Uh. Is that, is that like a cheat code? Is that a, a cheat code? Yeah, no. I, I started saying the Konami code and I messed it up. So that's what's when the, I stopped. What's the I, Konami code? I stopped. Up, down, up, down, left, left, right, uh, select start. Which Shoot. is what? No, I'm getting it wrong. I don't. Oh, it's been so long since I played. It was like a code you could do like when you're uh, playing, um, what was it? Double Dragon? No, not Double Dragon. Other uh, one? Contra. And you get like a Infinity Lives. So you, so you never die for for realsies. You, you just you, what you, game? What game is this? <laughs> Contra. You never played Contra. I, I only played Super Smash Brothers and Goldeneye. Those are the only two games I ever played. Well, I mean, it, you know, they stopped using the Konami and, code because they're, you know, a lot of games just had like a, a code, a cheat code built in at the very beginning that if you entered it, you get cool stuff. So, oh, see, I just had this thing called a Game Shark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Konami, as a gaming company, probably went under sometime, right? So the code stopped working because they stopped making games. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't oh. know, Steve. But what did what was your best gift, Jen. Steve? What was the gift that tickled your toes? <laughs> Jen made me a shirt, a TC Tops by TC Tuggers. <laughs> Which is a reference to Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave on Netflix. It's a sketch in one of the episodes, and it's the greatest thing ever. The greatest thing ever. If you haven't watched I Think You Should Leave, you should watch it. It's so good. I'll have to check that out. I'll have to check. (laughs) I also got a pair of socks that have all of my kids' faces on them. That's, uh, I think, don't you have a pair of those or something like that? Yes, I do. Yeah. I got Jen a mug. We got a cat. And I got her a mug. I was gonna say, I, didn't you I get the didn't cat's you get some, face out and I put it on the mug? I was gonna say, didn't you get some pussy for Christmas? Wow, wow! Remember when I canceled you last episode? It's like you're determined to stay canceled. It's so great. We should move straight into follow up from that. Um, Dustin, the last episode we talked about the Sony Pony Journey Baloney, and you said you wanted a bird name, and you specifically asked if Sally Psycho could help out. Um, Sally wrote back. Dustin, do you want to read what she said? Sally does does not disappoint here. Found your bird that rhymes with pony. Well, the the second half of it, the second half of its name anyway, it is the Crayon. Cranaluxia baroni, and that's the Latin name for the Baron's spine. Where did tail. the sha come in at the end? Because it's C R A N I O L E U C A, and you were like Cranaluxia. Yeah, I'm putting a little uh, Latin. You're adding. Italian. You're adding sounds in. That's what you're doing. <laughs> like I don't know Cranaluxia how to pronounce this pony. I don't know how to pronounce this either, which is why I gave this bit of follow-up to you. That, and it was your specific request. But I would have gone with, like, Cranioluca Baroni? Not Cranioluca Baroni. It's a Baroni, Paloni, Sony Pony. And that is the Latin name of the Baron's Spine Tail. So we got some more uh, follow-up. This summer we talked about uh, Pass and some of the weird drama going on there. Sponsor of the show? No. This week, there was a, a photographer, Jessica Hunt, who posted to Facebook that she had personally challenged David J., on some of his stances that he's taken online that people thought were abhorrent because they were. And her past account just magically was deleted like three months before it was set to expire. Mm. Uh, after she Talk challenged him power. publicly. So that's, that's, that's fun, isn't it? I just picture like the video of the guy at the grocery store that like says everything's canceled. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you're canceled. Just walking yeah, through you like, are this because of the terrible pass, things you said earlier. Pa- mm-hmm. Past like server mm-hmm. farm, yeah. and he's like Caesar name. You're canceled. Mm-hmm. Pulls her out. Is that the same the, guy who cancels so- you every time you say something repugnant on this podcast? I I don't know, Steve. Do you find your kitten repugnant? <laughs> No, I love my kitty. Uh, oh, yes, you do. I will just say I have heard some similar stories from other people that use Pass, other than this person who publicly posted about it, um, before 
she had posted about it, claiming that their pass accounts were also deleted after um, things happened between them and pass. So it's. But I can publicly say Stephen's pass account is still very active <laughs> and it's been very helpful for me and my business. Yeah, super so active. Don't worry you. about it. Uh, keeping it up there for, for Dustin. Um, Thanks, man. Let's do some beer talk, buddy. Beer it up. What are you drinking there, bud? What's your end of 2020? What's the drink to end all drinks? What's As the we come to the end of the year, we also come to the end of uh, the financial year here in America. So I am, of course, drinking a Taxman Brewing Company. And you know what I'm going to be looking for over the next month as I get my tax stuff together? I'm going to be looking for those exemptions. So I've got an exemption mm. beer right here. It's Belgian-inspired. It's a Belgian-style triple ale brewed with spices. And they are delicious spices. Let me name some of those spices for you. Um, Please, Steve. We were curious. There's... Nutmeg, Nut, lemon peel, orange peel, coriander, essence of grandma's heel, crumple Christmas peel. Uh, yeah, all all the good spices. There's um, sugar, sporty, posh, ginger, all the spices, yeah. baby. They're they're none of them are exempt from this beer. <laughs> none of the spices are exempt. You're correct, Dustin. Wouldn't Steven. you know it though? What Taxman you know? Brewing Company is? This is a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man. What are you drinking over there? It doesn't look like a beer. It looks like something else. It's a, a little cylindrical glass, kind of short and stubby, with a, a fairly large cube of ice or ball of ice. A ice ball. There's an ice ball in it. So, D Dustin, what is that? This would be a good friend of the show, Stephen Van Elk's favorite bourbon that I know Ooh, of. You got some Yellowstone? Yeah. Yellowstone oh, in here. Man, that's some good stuff. Yeah, I thought Stephen was coming over to record this episode live, so I bought a box of it. And, oh, my um, invite must have been lost in the mail. Here, here we are recording via Skype, Zoom. You know, I'll probably get that Thanks. invite in a few weeks, you know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. The post office. It's is been slow delayed. ever since like a few months before yeah. the election. It's so weird. It what doesn't make sense to me is, and this might be a local thing, mm -hmm. is we have we finally as of 2020. You know, there's been so much good that's happened this year, um, but we got our own Amazon distribution center here in the good old city of Fort Wayne, and. Um, so Amazon packages in the second half of the year have been being delivered at like record speeds. Mm -hmm. They have their own delivery trucks, their own delivery people. It's insane. Insane. Which I thought to myself, this is going to take a huge toll off of the normal post office, but it, but it certainly has not. Can we, can we speed this up? Is the story going? That was, that was the story. The story is over. The story was just in this area, UPS fast, USPS slow. That was it. No, no, not UPS. Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Specifically Amazon. Amazon's like its own Bypassing courier. UPS. Yeah. The yeah. Amazon vans that roll up into the neighborhood. Uh, they always come down my road driving like 85 miles per hour. And we, we live mm -hmm. in like in a neighborhood where the speed limit's 25 everywhere. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
And then like a high schooler gets out and like, as if he was like literally between an Uber gig <laughs> yeah. or an Amazon delivery driver gig <laughs> and you just pick that app. And he literally sprints to the door, throws your package down, takes a picture while walking yeah, away cool. and then runs back like to the Like the over car. the shoulder, like click. Like Aww. I'm like, did he just take a selfie? And then I get a little notification. Your Amazon package has just been delivered. I wish they would let you see the photos that they take. So that uh, the yellow, they they send you the photos and your notifications. Yeah, you see the photo of your package on your doorstep. That's why they take the photos. Oh, check your notifications. So if I look, mine will just be this high schooler like selfies. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so wait, the uh, the bourbon, the Yellowstone that you're drinking, mm-hmm. was that just Yellowstone. Yellowstone that you already had in the house, or is that part of your bourbon nope. exchange? No, I bought this just for you. And um, oh gosh, yeah. okay, didn't, didn't, didn't see it. I tried to tee up to talk about your little bourbon exchange you did this year for Christmas, and no, no, you just blazing right <laughs> nope, past that. I, it's, so what Steve's trying to say is, I tried, I attempted. Um, I'm a part of a bourbon group here locally. And a few of the members the boys? were the bourbon boys, the boys of bourbon. Uh, we're doing <laughs> got a calendar what? coming out. <laughs> Tasteful nudes, the boys of bourbon, Fort Wayne's boys old, of bourbon. <laughs> they're wearing nothing but a glass of their favorite bourbon. Um, but I, a lot of them were doing what was called a bourbon exchange, which is essentially kind of like this pyramid scheme type thing, where one person buys a bottle of bourbon for another person and it's like heavily dependent on social media and other people participating not a pyramid scheme if this is a pyramid scheme no it'd have to be like one person organizes the thing says three people to three people i'm inviting you to be a part of the bourbon exchange you have to get three people underneath you to send bourbon to me and then i will redistribute it out to the three of you but then you keep most of it and just give like one bottle to each one of them even though you had three of their friends send you bottles and then they mm. their three friends also send it's, out something pretty about much three describing friends. it no no because the bourbon exchanges that people do over social media are like a one-to-one you buy a bottle of bourbon send it to somebody somebody else buys you a bottle, bottle of bourbon sends it to you it's like secret santa nope. no that's not how this works at all <laughs> it's it's so like it's you post you post on social media, hey, I want to do this bourbon exchange. You get six people to sign up, right? Yeah. And then you send them the same little thing like, hey, post on your social media. And then like, here's the rules. They send me a bottle, Stephen Van Elk. You don't send me a bottle. They send me a bottle. And then you have them post on social media. That, and then they will send you like then like down the line sends a bottle so when you posted and you tagged me that wasn't a bourbon exchange which people think of as exchanging of bourbons back and forth you wanted me to send you a bottle of bourbon and get nothing in return no so how it would work is you would have sent the guy ahead of me in this pyramid scheme a bottle of bourbon and then you would post and then those people would send me a bottle of bourbon and then those people would post this and all is of those the dumbest idea you i've ever heard this oh, is it was super so dumb. dumb that's why i i put the kibosh on it and i like I, you, know, you put the kibosh on it and you their personally was, invited me to do this well because the people i talked to that said it works it only works if you actually do it with people that a like you can trust to do it 
and B, have like good social media followings. Wow. Yeah, because so. then you're just you're getting tons of, of bourbons. You don't even have to have a good following. You just have to reach out to people with good followings. Hey, mm-hmm. MKBHD, um, I want to do this bourbon exchange. If you could just post your social media and have all those people send bourbon straight to me, I'm sure it's going to work out for you, MKBHD. You'll get lots of bourbon, too. He's the uh, the guy who does the tech reviews that it's really good and has a ton of followers online, just so you know where I'm going with all that. I assume he's a cultural touchstone because Obama was on his uh, show a while ago, so I just assume everybody knows who MKBHD is, right? No idea. (sighs) Of course not. Let's go into topics. Dustin, this this one's almost like follow-up, because I feel like we've talked about this before, but I couldn't actually find it in our show notes anywhere. The longest exposure photo ever has now been taken. I mean, there was one before it, but now this one is the new longest one. And guess Mm. how it was shot, Dustin? Uh, through a butthole. Uh, close, close. It was a pinhole camera made with a beer mm. can. Oh, what beer can? I don't know. I don't believe Somebody they said. Somebody get some great product placement on that one. <laughs> I could have got the best product placement. I'm sure because, uh, because it was some sort of research thing or whatever. It's probably like the shittiest, cheapest beer you could find. Mm, <laughs> we were using they- steel reserve beer cans. <laughs> They were like, uh, it was actually a Diet Pepsi can, but to make the article sound cool, we thought as a couple of <laughs> nerds in the lab, we would say it was like uh, maybe a, a Natty Light can, because uh, that makes us sound like maybe we were having fun while we were doing this research. So uh, the, the person who did the photo, they put the beer can onto a telescope eight years and one month ago. So the image shows 2,953 arced trails of the sun as it rose and fell over a period of eight years and one month because they put it on the telescope and apparently forgot about it. (laughs) Only recently found it. So... (laughs) I'm just like picturing that scene in the TV show or the movie where they're like, hey, hey, John... Remember that time we got drunk on Natty Light and we said, let's throw a piece of film on this uh, telescope. It's still here, Johnny. <laughs> um, what? Do, you, do I take it off? Turn the lights off. So this was, uh, this was done by uh, Regina Valkenborg, I believe. And we'll include a link to the full story for people who want to see it and for people who want to see the, uh, the photo that resulted. And the photo's amazing. It's like all these like sun streaks going across it. It's, it's really beautiful. And by all these, I mean 2,953 arced trails of the sun. <laughs> Stephen counted them all. I did not. I, th- I think they were just like, how many days has it been out? <laughs> That's how many times the sun has rose and set in that time period. <laughs> they did the math, Dustin. When you're intelligent mm-hmm. enough to have an article on livescience.com, you're intelligent enough to do the math, I believe. That's how mm. this works. Oh, mm. next up in our news uh, from Ulysses Del Toro from the Wedding Photo Podcast, Canon has patented 
a touchpad to replace the shutter button. Dun, what dun, you dun. think about that, boo? I think you're glad you switched to Sony. But did I? But did I know? Did you? Did you? I actually, you did. I shot an elopement with it last week. And you felt eloted. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Why would I feel a made-up word that sounds more like something sexual than something photographic? You felt... Maybe not sexual. Excited? Maybe more like vape sexual. Vapes? What is that? It's like e Are you creating a subculture yeah. of word phrases? It's like e-cigarettes, but for sex. With cameras, I guess. E-loaded. Okay, mm, okay. That's my new brand, mm. baby. Yeah, we're going to get this okay. done. You know what I'm saying? I'm only into e-photography. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, Dustin, what do you think about that shutter button being replaced with a touchpad? I figure it's only a matter of time. Um, because a shutter button means there's no button, which means an implant in my cerebellum is coming where I can just click my eye and will wirelessly take the photo with the camera. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It get, get I, your think it's also, I think it's also big government's way of just taking one more thing from us. Yeah. Just one more thing. Big government. <laughs> Yeah, I love this. I Cannon. love this. Come on, go for it, Dustin. <laughs> Dig in. Canon's just trying to take our liberties away. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of people aren't talking about this, but <laughs> Q-Anon, if you were to mash that Q and that Anon into one word and try to just pronounce it as one word, Canon, right? Am I right? Am I right or am I right? I mean, first Canon comes for our buttons. What's next? How do we know that Canon is not QAnon and QAnon is not Canon? That's all I'm saying. Does anybody mm -hmm. know what the CEO of Reddit or CEO of, damn it, Canon, what his Reddit username is? I messed that one up. Oh, we were so yeah. close. We almost had it. <laughs> Big breakthrough. Oh, Dustin, but I got some more news for you. And this mm -hmm. news this news my friend i don't think it's gonna make you very happy dustin but for this news we gotta head over to the drone zone <gasps> so without further ado let's cross over into the drone zone I feel like we need to add in like the DJI do 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 like boot up. Yeah, as a, as a person who created that whole thing, um, that sounds like something I don't want to waste my time on. But yeah, thank you for your opinion on my mm -hmm. creative output into this world. I, I love your critiques what? as someone who's literally yes. never created anything like that before. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> do do do. Uh, uh, Dustin, Dustin, Steven, Dustin. Steven, did you buy a new drone? Are you worried? No, no, it's not about me. This? It's not me, Dustin. It's not me that bought a new drone. It's not me that did anything like that, Dustin. This is about DJI and the U.S. government. They have been added to the economic blacklist. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw this. I read this. Yeah, what, what are you? What are your feelings about this? Ronan, <laughs> you immediately ran out the door, and you were like, "I need another Mavic, <laughs> a Phantom, uh, you know, throwing in Spider Man and a Ronan, <laughs> going straight to the DJI black market with these <laughs> blacklisted my ass." Immediately went up. I signed up for a, res- a reseller certificate. <laughs> um, you can now find me on dustyscameras.com. Dustynuts.com. Dustynuts.gov. And yeah, you can buy. Uh, we're not selling yet. We're waiting for a, sort of a supply and demand issue, um, if that's legal to say. And we are uh, holding stock firm and heavy, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, what's going on here is uh, DJI was added to a list of companies that the United States Department of Commerce has blocked from being able to conduct business with U.S.-based companies. So that will make it harder for us in America, Americans, to be able to buy DJI products. So that's what I thought too when I read this mm-hmm. article. And then I talked to a few people that know more than me. Yeah. And they said that's not exactly what this is. It's not because also on the list is Huawei, who's been on there for a while. And you can still buy Huawei phones on Amazon. Yeah. So what this means is, in more strict terms, that we can't buy parts Mm -hmm. and such for DJI products, but like DJI can still sell their product, I guess. It's, yeah. It kind of felt like sort of like a slap on the wrist. (laughs) Like, hey, we're not going to let US people fix your stuff by buying your parts, I guess. Is that what it is? It feels more like it's like you as a business can't do business deals with DJI. You could still like buy their stuff to sell to consumers, but you can't invest in the company economically or something. I don't know. Mm. It's all very confusing, but theoretically, it's not really going to harm our ability to get that sweet, sweet ass DJI gear here in America. We don't have to resort to those Sony pony dronies, you know? That look Ooh. like Baroni Caron Lucha Baronis. So, according to the uh, article on Petapixel about this, which is sourcing mm-hmm. from like Engadget and Bloomberg and Reuters, um, uh, according to them, the DJI drones are reportedly being used to surveil. Ughers, Ughers in Jining, uh, which is a Muslim ethnic group. This is important as like a story point because um there's also buzzfeed this last week just put out the whole thing saying we found the forced labor factories where they're making the Uyghurs um produce products like doing forced labor to build products and stuff like that and it's caused like a huge uproar because there's like a bunch of american companies that may or may not be using labor in these factories notably apple had to make a statement saying we did a huge investigation none of our parts and none of the places we source parts from in china are you having anything to do with any sort of forced labor and they're like this is the end of like a three-month investigation we've done on our own um 
So there's uh, there's been like a lot of uproar about this whole thing. So it's a it's a kind of a weird loop into like another like story when, that Petapixel's doing there that is also kind of prevalent right now. Is that sort of like when Uncle Sam says like, "Hey, I think Steve, you should audit yourself." Because your taxes look a little fishy and you're like, yeah, absolutely. Let me investigate and get back to you. And then you come back and you're like, there is absolutely nothing fishy or wrong with my books. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yes. Except the the major difference here is that I trust Apple more than I trust myself. (laughs) That, my friend, is the terrifying thing. Is it terrifying or is it kind of refreshing to know that there's somebody out there who's more ethical than you are? Just waiting to hear Siri in the background say like, "Thank you, Stephen, for trusting me." Siri's I'm Russian. I'm not listening. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait for that too. That'll be great. Um, so the whole thing with DJI it probably won't affect us as consumers, but immediately but down the road this could be seen as like a first step towards banning them outright and i know that uh like the doj the department of justice doesn't allow doj which would be like fbi um what is it like uh drugs alcohol tobacco like those things that are like yeah the federal federal level law enforcement agencies aren't allowed to use dji products because they're afraid of the idea that DJI could be sending information back to the Chinese government to spy on us. So, uh, What a lot of federal governments do, including our local law enforcement, is they buy DJI drones, but then they don't use DJI software. Is that a federal government? Not a federal. Oh, so nothing would, to do with what I said. But I've talked to other people that say that it's very common for Mm -hmm. other branches Mm -hmm. of law enforcement to use the same. Apparently, there's an Israeli company that makes a drone software for DJI for professional uses. Um, And that's what most use instead of the Because we trust that country, but we don't trust China. Because... Uh, because they make amazing falafel. <laughs> I mean, I'm just out on a limb here questioning our political relations with other countries across, across the globe. But why do we because trust one country over another? Because Jesus <laughs> says so. Don't bring him into this. Don't bring him into this. Leave Jesus out of this. Oh, gosh, Dustin. <laughs> Get to the chopper, just not the DJI chopper. Yeah, yeah, because I frequently, when I think about Jesus, I think about Arnold Schwarzenegger. The two just really go hand in hand when you think about it. Oh, wow, wow. Oh, so much from this. I know. Um, One last thing before we go over into questions and answers. Um, Dustin, I posted a drone photo to the group today. Well, I posted... Mm -hmm. A, I shared a link from somebody else's Facebook. Have you had a chance to check that out yet? It's this really beautiful drone photo of like the ocean and like the way the water flows up onto the beach and flows back out and stuff. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just I thought, uh, was wondering I if I could get your reaction. I thought it was a self-portrait of it was a self-portrait? You, yourself, and I. 
Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a self-portrait that you took with your drone yeah. uh, while vacationing somewhere mm-hmm. pleasant. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. Giant water dick. That's what I have. <laughs> hey, we're all a little wet somewhere. <laughs> Uh, if you guys haven't already, head on over to the Facebook group. <laughs> There's this ridiculous drone photo of just water flowing up out of the ocean onto a beach, and it looks like a giant penis. It's is it? I, I feel like it's a thing of beauty. <laughs> this photo, <laughs> the way the the world works. Okay, it's not. It's disgusting, but it's so funny. Oh, let's move on into Q and A. Sorry, if I wasn't married, give, I would give definitely us your dick thoughts. get a. <laughs> let me let me give you just a tip. Um, if I wasn't married, this is definitely something I would hang very large and prominent in my bachelor pad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just as like a conversation starter when you walk in and you yeah. see it, and you don't see it. I'm assuming if it was really large, um, like you wouldn't see it right away. And then you'd be like, maybe the third pass, you're walking by and you're like, oh, where was this? And you're like, oh, huh. Something about the the girth of that wave and the aggression as it hits the shore strikes a chord with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is as a straight male interested in women, if you were single and living alone, your play would be to hang up portraits of things that were either phallic in nature or giant dicks on your walls because you think that it would be a good way to make the magic happen uh yeah you just had to forgive me because i am also just a straight male who's interested in women but i don't think that would work i think that would creep people out and send them running where you say creep, I say intrigue. I don't. Th- I don't think anybody says that. I, d- I, I don't think anyone is thinking that, or saying that, believing that. We're gonna have to leave that one to, lis- to the listeners. <laughs> this has been another segment of Dustin wants to know, listeners. Do you find giant pictures of dicks or things that could be abstract. like an abstract, abstract, abstract dick photos? Do you find them intriguing? <laughs> mystifying please write in go to weddinghangover.com slash listener contact i don't know what the url is so uh yeah yeah and leave us just write us in an email you don't even have to include your name you can use a fake name do whatever you want get crazy up in there you know how it is let us know do Do you like dick pics of not dicks Mm. dick pics of not dicks yeah let's move let's call them dick landscapes (laughs) dickscapes Let's move into Q&A. <laughs> Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Dustin, this one, question this one, my answer. This one, I feel like, I feel like this isn't necessarily a question verbatim. Like, this is my question. I feel like this is more of a, I'm posting this in the Facebook group and I want people's feedback, but I didn't, I forgot to put a question mark at the end. So I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> Right? Okay. Right? We can do that. Sure. Kizzy Raven Colin from the Facebook group says, y'all, I'm stressed hardcore. I'm having a hard time with the second shooter I hired, and her photos suck. Like 90% unusable. Who the hell shoots at a shutter speed of 1 over 10? 
seriously Sony shooter. the worst Sony shooter experience would. I've ever had with a second. I wish I could get my money back. So the question I see in there from Kenzie is, can I get my money back? Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So Kenzie included some photos in the Facebook group, which you'll have to click over to the group to see, but they are blurry as hell and it's motion blur. Like it's it's real bad and then there's a few that are like uh blurry as hell and also overexposed it's actually funny i've had a few people take screenshots of this from our facebook group and then dm me on instagram saying is this for real or did this person just make this up and it's for real (laughs) yeah we (laughs) pay people (laughs) to put weird stuff into our facebook group just so we seem more interesting yep all the time uh (laughs) 100%. And if you're one of those weird people who wants to post weird stuff for us, you can reach out to Dustin at Art Home Photo. He's offering $5 for every real good post. Real good post. But you have to Um, shit on somebody else, another professional, when you do it. Literally shit on them. Um, And picture proof, please. Uh, Kenzie, before we go too far down the rabbit hole of this question is I would immediately have sent um, the person who second shot for you. And this goes to any listener out there before you have anyone second shoot for you, you should first send them the blog that Steve wrote about the magical secrets of how to take amazing photos. I think that should be a prereq for every professional or wanting to be professional photographer out there. I think, um, that would be a good place, Kenzie, to send that over to them and be like, hey, um, you know what? I don't feel like you read this before coming on this shoot with me. I think this might really have helped. Mm-hmm. 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 Are you on Facebook right now? Did you just get a notification? just derailing the podcast uh doesn't your response to kenzie in her post about this wasn't anything like what the hell you just said it was damn have you talked to steven van elk about why he did so bad which i just saw just now for the very first time you asshole i don't know how it had a lot of great feedback A lot of constructive criticism was dm to me for you mm, really like what hit me up hit me up uh, but we can go ahead and fast forward to the apology that you sent to Kenzie there at the end. I didn't send an apology to Kenzie. I sent you a message so that says, something, eat my ass. It goes something like, so this was the apology sent to Kenzie that she shared in the group. Um, Hi, it's been a couple of days since you sent me this, and I didn't want you to think I just wasn't going to respond. I'm going to be honest. I know there's nothing I can say that will make this better. Because you're 100% right that this is unacceptable. I'm usually very, very attentive to my shutter speed because I know how important this is for photos. I'm completely appalled by those photos and I am so sorry. I did that. I did not mean, I assume she meant to say I did not mean to do that. It is something that should never have happened in the first place and it's a mortifying mistake. I was really upset when I saw your message because I'm such a perfectionist and I just don't like doing things wrong. But I also want to take the time to thank you 
for just not leaving this unsaid. I appreciate the feedback so much and all that you did to help me that day. It helped me grow so much as a photographer with second shooting. Again, I can't express enough how sorry I am to let this mistake happen. I know this doesn't change anything at all, but I feel so terrible. What I feel like this uh, message to Kenzie says is it kind of ends with this unspoken, but I ain't going to give you your money back. Biatch. Sorry, I'm distracted. I'm just scrolling through and seeing all these people who are saying stuff like, wow, Steve really did a terrible job. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, Dustin, you're such an asshole. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't have the only. I wasn't and the only one. Now you're just reading thought. off my message that I sent to Kenzie that she screenshotted and put in the Facebook group. Those are my words, and it hurts when you use them. I was being kind and considerate. I was acknowledging my mistakes. I'm trying to be a better human, and here you are, ganging up on me with listeners of our podcast, taking a giant dump on me unacceptable unacceptable behavior from a pillar of the photographic community like yourself and i want to acknowledge publicly that i am ashamed of you and yourself uh i'd like to acknowledge this sweatshirt that you're wearing shame i feel like it's something pharrell would wear thank you like you I want to publicly like acknowledge might. that you complimented me, and I am thanking you for that. And not everybody could just own up to their mistakes like that, especially not a profession perfectionist like myself, who's so good at words and getting those words right in, in word form, like I'm doing right now, wordy times. And uh, I just want to go ahead and thank words. you for being so kind and acknowledging how great I am. So did you feel like that response to Kenzie from the second shooter was like the most human resourcey, like, thank you so much for your constructive criticism. I feel so bad, um, but I'll try better next time. Um, again, thank you so much for the $450. Like, thank you so much. Well, I'm definitely not giving Kenzie your $450 back. I'm glad we've established that. I'm also glad that we've established that I'm really good at human resources now, too. You know, the photos were blurry. That's what Kenzie's saying. That's what you're saying. That's what everybody in the Facebook group is saying. I think they're artistic. And I'm apologizing because my artistic vision didn't match up with Kenzie's. And I acknowledge that. And as a perfectionist... I can acknowledge when I've missed the mark on somebody else's perfection. But as like, one I, uh, perfection to another perfection, because Kenzie, you are a perfection just like me. Um, I just think that maybe we should go our separate ways and I keep the money. <laughs> because the important thing here is that I keep the money. I think the money's found Kenzie a new home. And me, it's comfortable all here. All the listeners and Dustin can agree that if I was shooting for Kenzie, I probably would have had to fly to Florida and and shoot. So I deserve to keep that money. Even though I assume Dude. Kenzie also paid for me to fly to Florida. So I don't feel like I have to refund the travel payments either. Or the very large per diem for alcohol that I had on the trip and made use of 
before, during, while I was and shooting. after the wedding. <laughs> it's like saying, like the email should have came back to Kenzie saying, like Kenzie, let's be real, real talk. We're both artists. We just might be artists who speak different artist languages. You speak a language of clarity and clearness. Mine, a little louder, a little brighter, mm-hmm. a little more mm-hmm. movement. Oh, in my yeah. Language. I love this. I love this. Um, and, you know, some people might not understand my language, but that doesn't mean it's not a language that's not meant to be spoken. And you won't silence my language in my art. You know what, Kenzie? I think, I think we can fix this. I think we can solve this. Kenzie, you're an artist. Take these blurry ass photos, put a watercolor effect on them, and deliver them to your client as art. You've now taken what was bad, blurry, out of focus stuff and elevated it to a new level. Now you've you've taken you've taken what people thought would be this this crisp, clear photograph, and you've turned it into an abstract watercolor of their wedding, where they get more of a feeling of what was going on than necessarily being able to see exactly what happened. And if you don't want to go that route, Kenzie, you can always try to find someone online um, that does renderings, and you could maybe have a 3D rendering created of the wedding photos that were missed. Mm-hmm. So, Dustin, have you ever had to reach out to somebody and tell them how they failed you? Um, there was this audio guy that worked for me you one can't time. Can't use this story every <laughs> week. <laughs> I love that you love yourself so much for that. Um, no, I, I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever like told a second shooter like hey bra you like just really done shit the boat here um because 90 percent of the time my wife's shooting for me and this year (laughs) when she screws up like this you feel like you can't say anything without ending your marriage yo yo wifey like you done really shit the boat on this one like you really like just kind of put a hole in the boat and the boat went down wifey like yeah Uh, i will say this would have been nine or ten years ago uh when jen was first getting started out in wedding photography before i started shooting photos with her up until that point Mm -hmm. i just sent video she had a second shooter with her at a wedding and the photos she got back from that second shooter were very similar to these ones that Kenzie got back where a lot of stuff was just motion blur out of focus, or it was like too dark later in the day. And, uh, I believe Jen delivered, it was a similar situation where it was like the guys getting ready that the second she was counting on her second shooter to do for her. And she was only able to deliver like two photos from the entire hour that the second shooter was there with the guys and they both had to be turned black and white to be deliverable. Um, and that was the moment where Jen said, I'm buying another camera body and Steve, you're now my new second shooter. <laughs> and that's how I got started as a photographer for weddings and not a videographer. Yeah. I would say second shooters for videography is definitely uh, a bigger hurdle. You've had a lot of experiences like this with second shooters for videography. Yeah, most definitely. I, and so for me, it's sort of like a, 
I I always bring three shooters for video specifically because it's the only way I can try a possible second shooter out and see if I think they're going to work for future weddings wow. because I don't trust shit. Having, wow. Mm-hmm. You keep hiring me mm-hmm. as a third shooter at weddings and then <laughs> still trying. Yeah. And then you're like, still. Nope, Nope, not good enough for a second shooter. Uh, I guess I'll try him out again in a few months or years <laughs> or whenever. And then you look at that footage and you're like, ah, still doesn't have it. I, I love Steve so much. I just, I wish he could get there. He's just not there. It's Okay. You're getting there, though. It's getting close. Which, by the way, I still got to send you that invoice for the last time I shot with you you, and gave you all that footage that I'm assuming you couldn't use because you haven't hired me again since then. It will be $450, I assume. And um, I'm not... I I understand it was terrible and bad, just like the work I did for Kenzie. And um, it's unusable. And I'm still going to need that money. Gotta send me the invoice there, Stevie yep. Pooh. Yeah, I do. Don't I? <laughs> this is all on me at this point. <laughs> but it is uh, second shooters with photography is a little bit easier because uh, when I'm shooting with somebody that I've never shot with, I just shoot as if they're not there. Um, because at that point, a second shooter is just something that was included in the package, and it's something that I, you know, is a value add to the bride and groom. But I can't trust that they're going to deliver. So I'm not ever going to be like, Hey, you go photograph the details, even though I've never seen any of your detail work. Oh man, that's always rough. Jen and I had an experience in the last uh, few years with one of our associate shooters where we sent them out to shoot a wedding, had a second shooter there with them. And luckily our associate shooter is amazing and shoots even when she has a second shooter like she's the only person there the second shooter she was working with um showed up on the day and was like so basically this is my first wedding i've ever shot after having like told us and like sent us a ton of work that looked really good and like told us that she'd shot a bunch of weddings before and everything and uh (laughs) oh when i called through that wedding i there was there was like nothing that we could use from her, but luckily our, our, our associate shooter just like rolled with it and was like, okay, yeah, no, don't worry. I'm going to go ahead and shoot all the guys getting ready and all the girls getting ready and like just <laughs> did everything. And it was amazing. And it was like one of those moments where it's like, that could have been catastrophic for like, our business. She's getting a, she's getting a holiday bonus. Yeah. Gotta, 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 right. Oh, we've been really um, lucky with stuff like that. Yeah. Second shooters are the worst, especially when you're married to them. Yeah. Yeah, I am the worst. I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, uh, but Kenzie, rough, rough, uh, rough turn of events. Long story short, uh, only hire second shooters out of our Facebook group. But not me. Not Steve. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Dustin does, can tell you, yeah. don't hire Steve, but hire mm. anyone else. No, dude, yeah. we, we've had some success stories uh, from our Facebook group um, with people hiring other other people from the group. It's been uh, it's been real cool. 100%. It's been awesome. Been really happy it's been to like see that a happen. Real a real connection. Yeah, last time Jen and I were in um, California, we hung out with uh, Ulysses Del Toro and Alex Bruce, who both they, they met each other because of the the Facebook group, and then they're n- yeah. they're now married with children. <laughs> 
married. Not, they're not married to each other. They're not they're married, not to, married each to each other. other. They don't have Come children on. together, but they do have children, Get and they both are married. Out of the gutter. <laughs> Gosh, Steve. <laughs> just because it's California. No, no, stories like that. They just uh, they they put a smile on my face, a little pep in my step, lift my, my heart up a little bit. Brittany from a random Facebook group says, "I bought an iPhone after years of using an Android. I've had not one." But a three clients congratulate me on making the switch because my texts to them are now blue, not green. Like what? So if you're a luxury <laughs> brand, is it possible you're undermining your own branding but not aligning yourself with Apple products because of their own luxury marketing? Doesn't what up? Uh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure what the question entails or what they're asking. The, the question uh, is basically, should everybody switch over to, to iPhones because luxury? I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I see like my my final sister went iPhone and we could do the family group text boom, boom, without boom. having the that final weird... Sister. Dustin's do, defeated do, do. all other sisters before. It's now time for the final sister. <laughs> it sounds like the, like a great game show. Yeah, I can't um, wait to watch, dude. They go head to head in one singular phone battle. Will she be converted? Stay tuned till next week for the final phone conversion. It's another week of Swipe Off. Emoji. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah, that was it. That was all I had. That was all you had. How about you? <laughs> I think what the question is trying to ask is how as a business, can you make your business feel like a superior luxury brand? Look, like everybody Apple? out there, like, I don't want to go with green. I want to go with that blue for that luxurious feel. And I'm here to tell you, me, your best friend, glorious child, Steve, blue is not luxury enough. You're out there playing with your primary colors and your secondary colors, and you you think you got a luxury thing there? No, I want to see some turquoise. You know, give it, give me, give me something special. Maybe like some crimson. You know, I don't need these basic bitch messages. Can you disagree First of all, with who's that? Who's texting their clients? Who's texting their clients? I'm sending my clients personally delivered courier notes and gifts every week up until their wedding. Yeah, I actually every single client who approaches me, I immediately send them their own homing pigeons <laughs> and we do all correspondence from that point on out via pigeon. And you know, I just tell them this is a luxury brand. If you decide to go with someone other than, you know, Van Elk and Co., you can keep the pigeons. That's our gift to you. The pigeon's name is Siri, so it gets a little confusing when you say, hey, Siri, at your house. Um, but if you're an Amazon home, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also... I'm up to my also, ass. Don't for- <laughs> I'm up to my ass and pigeon feathers over here. 
I need to get some more inquiries. And pigeon shit. I need to get some more inquiries so I can get rid of some of these pigeons. You know what I'm talking about? Just walk into Starbucks and say, you get a pigeon, you get a pigeon, you look engaged. People think that we bought a cat because the kids wanted it, because Jen wanted it. But no, I was just like, how can I get rid of more pigeons faster? I keep letting them go and they keep flying back to my own damn house. (sighs) It's like the scene out of Harry Potter with the owls. That's what Steve's house looks like, guys. It's not a joke. Uh, I would say... Any person who congratulates you on making the switch because your texts are now blue and not green is probably someone you don't want to work with. Let's just be honest. Unless you're a worthless piece of shit yourself who judges people based on whether or not they have an iPhone or an Android. So if you're a basic piece of shit, yeah, go ahead. Get an iPhone. But if you're not a piece of shit like me and Dustin, because we are not pieces of shits, get an Android. Me and Dustin are both so, now sporting well, pixels, right? Uh, is that what you call your penis? I call it half pixel. Hmm. Generous. <laughs> um. It's new technology. They don't have to use the full pixel for the image. <laughs> so what would your response, your Brittany, role play with me for a second. I text you, I say, congrats, Steve, on making the switch. I feel like I'm now working with a professional photographer. And you say, oh my God. I am just like so happy to be your photographer. And I did make the switch because this is what the pros use. And I'm like in the big leagues. And like, because you hired me now you're in the big leagues too. And this isn't just a switch from Android to often. This is a whole switch. I'm changing the photography game okay the game done been changed by me Brittany. okay i like i like this character you're creating yeah i mean it's like australian who could ever with a little welsh shoot like a Brittany if they're on an android <laughs> i Brittany. because we all know when you shoot the android gets in the way of your camera and I use the camera unlike any other photographer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From CJC Reggae's Queen on Reddit throwaway account. My partner and I just had our engagement photos taken safely with precautions. The photographer was recommended to us by a friend whose photos impressed us. So we contacted the photographer, paid their deposit, and hired them for the day. Which was day before yesterday. The day before yesterday. That that should be like a movie, right? Anyway, my partner and I chose a location that meant a great deal to us. It's easy to access, but somewhat remote, as to avoid other people in our shots or outside influence on our photos. My partner and I, on time, at the location, ready to shoot. There was nothing we needed to do to get ready. The photographer was half an hour late. Before they called us to let us know they were late, they were a further hour late. When the photographer arrived, they had their young child as well. 
They didn't tell us they'd be bringing a child with them when we booked. Nor did they tell us when they called us to say they'd be late. They explained that their childcare fell through and they couldn't find a replacement, but we were their only appointment for the day, so it wasn't an issue. On their end, it took nearly half an hour for the photographer to set up their equipment. Mind you, at this point, we had been supposed to begin an hour before, and figuring we'd not be finished anytime soon, my partner had to cancel our plans for after the shoot, upsetting many people and causing many disappointment. Their attitude was also incredibly brusque and abrupt. They were also kind of pushy and bossy. When the photographer finally started shooting, their child began acting out, and they had to stop every few minutes to parent the child. It sort of ruined the afternoon for us, because when the photographer wasn't paying attention, my partner and I were trying to keep the child from getting hurt. The photographer took an hour's worth of photos, and we all departed. On the way home, I told my barber I wasn't paying for any of it, because the photographer was stopping every few moments to watch the child. The child causes massive disruptions. And how the par photographer was late and had a negative attitude. This morning, the photographer emailed us the photos they'd taken. And despite everything, the photos were actually really good. That said, <laughs> I told the photographer that we wouldn't be using the photos or paying her because of everything I listed above. The photographers started blowing out my phone with nasty texts. When they threatened a lawsuit, I blocked them. My partner deleted the photos that had been emailed to us because we didn't want them. Our friend who recommended the photographer to us said she was surprised because the photographer had been great for her and her fiance. She said we suck because we let the photographer do all the work for nothing. I mean, we did pay a deposit, non-refundable. Are we assholes for refusing to pay? Yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> oh, so refreshing. Oh, man. I just, I want to see the look on this, this person's partner's face and just know, like, what, what happened? Why, why? What, what why, I, how did what they get I love is that they got the photos and they're like, oh, the photos were actually really good. Delete them anyway. And... But because we had such a bad experience, um, I mean, I would just pay and like not recommend the photographer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also the photographer's fault for like not getting paid beforehand. Yeah. I never deliver photos without getting paid. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, even in real estate... Uh, the first time a client hires me to shoot a house, uh, I don't deliver the photos until I've been paid in full in advance mm. until I establish a little level of trust with them. At the most, Jen and I might, ex we might shoot the shoot, take all the photos and then put them on a hard drive and say, we're not editing these until we get paid. <laughs> at most like if they paid a deposit because you know the deposit is usually enough to cover the cost of us going to do the shoot gotcha <sighs> but yeah I, I feel like we need some follow up from the photographer <laughs> it was on reddit it's a throwaway account we're not going to get any follow up Dustin what was the consensus of most of the comments on reddit that this person was an asshole Dustin hmm do you think gotcha. I would choose something where the photographer looked like an asshole? I would. 
I totally would. <laughs> let's be honest. I know. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it doesn't but, I mean, sound let's like be a great, real. like you sh- doesn't sound yeah, like a great experience. You shouldn't have brought your kid, uh, with you. And obviously if there was circumstances where childcare fell through and you didn't think you were going to have the ability to not bring your child with you, if the, you didn't think the couple was going to be okay with that, you should have just rescheduled the photo shoot. Yeah. And why are they making plans for after the photo shoot in 2020? Was it like Zoom plans? Like, they're like several people were upset and disappointed. Uh, I feel and like I'm that like, was the person uh, who wrote just this trying to, to pretend like something terrible had happened were, to them. And it's like, nobody was disappointed. Nobody was upset. Because they made this whole big to-do about they found a photographer that takes safety and precautions. And then they found this remote location where they were going to be away from people so that nobody judged them on getting photos during COVID. And then they were like, went on to be like, and then we canceled our dinner plans because we were running so late. We chose a location like, uh, that meant a great deal to us. It was the first place we ever lured a photographer out to murder together. <laughs> then this photographer brought a child with them and we couldn't go through with it. And like, we're not we're monsters. We don't kill so children. <laughs> upset by this. And like, we're not going to pay the full amount for this. Like, what do you think we are? We didn't get what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. We're not like pediatricians. Yeah. The other $200 that we were going to pay after the deposit was supposed to go straight to an account for the child who would be left behind. We didn't want to see that child. Definitely a guilt trip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the wedding photo hangover podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at wedding photo hangover on Instagram, Dustin, my man, my man, is that underscore dust is at, is that underscore? Uh, butchered it. Is that Dustin underscore McKibben? And I'm at underscore, 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 Steven, underscore, 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 van, underscore, 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 yeah, I'm at Steven Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group. You should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover on Facebook. That's where all the good stuff is, baby. Mm, mm, Unless you want the real good good stuff. If you want more content, head over to the Patreon (gasps) by going to patreon.com slash WPH. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next week after you shoot another wedding. Dun, dun, dun. Dustin, we're coming up on the Steven. new year. And the newest yeah, of years. Yeah, real quick, before we jump into talking about a few new year things at the very end here, I did want to bring up an amazing post <gasps> that we got in our very own Wedding Hangover Facebook group from none other than Brian Marchalatis. Uh Brian writes in and he says, so a lot of photographers I'm friends with are making their 2020 reflection posts on social media about the trials and tribulations of how this dumpster fire of a year affected their businesses, how they've grown, etc. And I'm over here reflecting on how many cupcakes and cups of shitty venue coffee I lost out on this year. And then Brian posts a collage of photos of him eating cupcakes and drinking shitty coffee at weddings and says, and yes, I own that shirt four times and pretty much wear it to every wedding I shoot and second shoot. Fight me. 
Fight we shall, Brian. Fight we shall, because I want that shirt. So, Dustin, real quick, mm-hmm. what'd you miss out on this year? What are you looking forward to this next year? The year of the vaccine. The year of the vaccinators. Um, sounds like a Star Wars episode. Oh, sorry, what? So, so yeah, yeah. I thought I, th- I think it's the triquel to the uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, the triquel. Got it. Yeah. The vaccinators. The Mando and the vaccinators. I think Mando would probably be fighting the anti-vaccinators, right? <laughs> Not unless he is one. Oh no, <gasps> no, man! He got medical help from a that, robot. He's got, he's got that Valerian armor. Wait, Valerian armor? Oh, I haven't watched I like a new season. Oh my gosh. He Sorry. traded out the best car? <laughs> oh no. no Valer- Valerian is from like a different book or series, and so I like to swap it out. Yeah. Valerian Valerian Steel. What's that? Is that from Lord of the Rings or Valerian? Isn't that from Google? Game of Thrones, I feel like. Oh, I think you might be right. It is from Game of Thrones, but it's not spelled the way I spelled it, which is why it didn't pop up when I first searched. It's spelled V-A-L-Y-R-I-A-N. Uh, of course they put a Y I in put it. V-A-L-E-R-I-A-N. Yeah. yeah. Dumb. That's so dumb. This is what I get for listening to books on tape instead of reading. I don't know how to spell anything. What are words? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, what? So wait, what was the question? <laughs> Dustin, what are you looking forward to this next year? And what did you miss out on this last year? What did I miss out in 2020? Uh, Not a whole lot in 2020. Probably traveling and time with friends and family. Um, Economically speaking, my business is the best it's ever been. Um, Not to toot my own horn but i doubled, doubled doubled my annual revenue this year oh so, but but doubling your revenue what about profits dustin did you double your profits uh yeah uh yeah so. is not yeah <laughs> i have a bookkeeper and let's say he hasn't given me my 2020 reports yet oh okay you have no idea. You're just like double revenue. Hopefully, I have the twenty twenty reports. Hopefully, my bookkeeper's still in business. I'm hoping my bookkeeper's still in business. There should be an extra business because of all the extra business you've been sending them. Yeah, all he does right now is send people checks, which they don't send invoices for, so checks don't go out. So, wow, that's crazy. It's almost like you're talking to somebody who should have sent an invoice already. Yeah. <laughs> Trying. Try Trying to send some signals. <laughs> Man, crazy, crazy. It's almost like what, you want your uh, friend to get what, paid what are, for a job well done. To... A job well done. It was. I got very lots of compliments on said job. Ah, oh, it's good to hear. Um, yeah, so um, so what are you looking forward to? You, you know what you missed out on. What, what are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? Travel. I love traveling and... Uh, we didn't do any traveling really this year. I traveled a little bit in the midst of COVID and that was not much fun. Um, we're going to Florida at the end of this month or at the end of January, whenever you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. Cool. And so I figured if we're going to quarantine here or quarantine in an Airbnb on the beach, 
and do nothing, might as well go that route. Yeah. So, Why stay in Indiana when you could go to the states that's having like the most COVID cases? Mm-hmm. Got it. Exactly. Yep. Well, Indiana's like top 5%. Yeah, I know. It's bad. Well. <laughs> Everywhere's <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> it's America. We're all bad. <laughs> it's, a, it's a ship. The whole ship's going down. Why does it matter what part of the ship we're on? The whole ship's going down. I would like to be in the uh, spa while it happens, though. Exactly. That's how I, feel. I would like, like to drown in the down. sauna room. <laughs> Just if I, please, if I gotta die, please. I want to die hot. Where the chocolate fountain is, please direct me. No, chocolate no, fountain. you want to die hot. So when you get to hell, it doesn't feel that much worse. <laughs> I've thought about this. Uh, it's sort of weird that you thought about this. <laughs> we don't all think about this. <laughs> Nope. nope. Yeah, best way to go is in the fire. Am I right? <laughs> Says no witch ever. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was thinking, uh, Corinne is my wife already vaccinated, and so she'll be fully vaccinated. What I like to call a full vaxer. Um, ah. By the time so, Corinne's got it vaccinated. You, on the other hand, mm-hmm. anti-vaxer, not getting vaccinated. I'm. I'm drinking her blood every night before bed, oh, just a little bit. That doesn't help. <laughs> it's getting a, it's getting a little bit like twilight up in our house. And, You're just gonna get um, some sort of weird like blood iron deficiency. Uh, I was gonna say like blood fetish, but <laughs> sure. Um, well, you won't get a disease. You're just drinking blood from your wife, right? So. Exactly. Any disease you could have got from her blood, you'd already have. Um. It gets real weird when the kids go back to preschool and there's a little bottle of blood in each of their lunch boxes. And we're like, <laughs> teach, don't ask questions you don't want answers to. Make the kids drink. <laughs> Force it down their throats. Oh, gosh. We need those sweet, sweet protein things that this vaccine creates. Yeah. Yeah, and drinking them into your stomach acid, definitely a great way to get them. I'm shaking my mm-hmm. head. If, you, if you're just listening and not watching the mm-hmm. video, I'm shaking my head. No, it's a terrible idea. <sighs> yeah. How about you, Steve? What, what did you miss out on in 2020? And what, Steven, do say are you looking forward to beer and bourbon festivals? That's what I missed out on in 2020. That's what I'm looking forward to. I that like is the beer. highlight I of like Anna's life. You know, I just okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot straight with you. Okay, shoot it straight. Yeah, man. I like beer. I, like I don't bourbon. want none of that crooked shit. Yeah, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of cool stuff that we missed out on, but like. Um, Jen and I have always liked doing like a uh, beer and bourbon, like festival type things. And um, Jen's big thing is like, she loves live music. We haven't really got to like go to any concerts or anything this year. So I'm sure we'll be going to some more concerts next year, but that's, that's like the big thing for me, man. And that those being interested in beer and bourbon festivals as a wedding photographer is terrible because I'm always working when they're going <laughs> they're on. Always- uh, I due to COVID, I'm also attempting to grow a beard for 2021. Oh, nice! Since nobody can see my face, um, 
in person. Well, I mean, Joe, 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 Joe Biden. Um, he did say the rental car. The first thing he's going to do when he's president is he's going to ask all Americans as a matter of patriotism and love for their country to wear masks for the first 100 days of his presidency, which made me super happy to hear. I thought you were going to say as a sign of respect to their people's spouses, he was going to be asking people to shave. <laughs> oh, what? no. I was like, it's like that, that is just wrong, Joe Biden. No, he wants you to grow that beard out. Keep that mask on longer, baby. That's what my plan is. My plan is to grow this to a point where I can just fold it over my face when I run into Starbucks. That's disgusting. That's that's yeah. too long. If your beard is that long, it's too long. You're going to wrap it around your oh. head like a scarf. <laughs> well, no, I just want to get it long enough where I could, if I wanted to, dress Amish. I I just, I'm worried about my taxes for next year, and I need to get some Good night, Dustin. exemptions, <laughs> as you said. Good night, Dustin. We're and... done. We're done. Good night. Okay. <sighs> You just you can't make fun of religions on here. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, religion is um, I'm appropriating their culture. It's okay. They'll never hear it. <laughs> you have to have electricity to listen to podcasts. Wow, Steve. Now who's insulting religious beliefs? <laughs> no, most of them have electricity in their uh, their workshops, yeah. and most of them have smartphones too. They could definitely listen. We're going to hell. Uh, the guy who built our house, uh, like one of the built, like guy, well, he did our cabinetry, uh, was Amish, and uh, and he had to leave early one day. And I said, "Oh, where are you guys headed?" And he's like, "Oh, we're actually headed up to the no. lake. Uh, no. Me, me no. and the boy got some no. new jet skis. No, that was Scottish. No, and, yeah, hun- <laughs> no, no, so no. He's no, kind no, of a no. Scottish, Scottish uh, Amish. That's gonna do it for us here tonight. Thanks, Dustin." <laughs> Happy New Year, Steve. Happy New Year's. Bye. See you, see you next year. See you next year, bud. My partner, Wedding Photo Hangover, was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee.